Welcome to Align and Hustle. I'm your host, Kathy Spence, photographer, entrepreneur, and brand strategist. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring conversations that will help you expand your mind, align with your purpose, and take action towards creating a life you love. Are you ready? Let's do this. Well, hey there, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Align and Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Spence, and I'm so glad to have you here with me again today. Last week, I just want to thank you all for all of your kind words, the texts and DMs that I've received about last week's episode, Everything is Beautiful. I followed my intuition and had a feeling that you needed to hear that episode and I recorded something a little bit different. And today I'm following my intuition again and recording something a little bit different than my usual content. Today we are talking about your period. Now, did you know that you can be more productive by paying more attention to the stages of your period? Now, this concept first was introduced to me by my business coach a few years ago. We were talking about productivity, and my business was booming at the time, just crazy busy, traveling everywhere. Um, I really couldn't keep up with the volume, and a lot was happening in my pri- in my personal life. Our house was being renovated, complete construct like under construction, just down to the studs, like just a huge job. And there were some things going on with my with my kids at the time. And it was just a crazy, crazy time. And I just felt like I was on that hamster wheel running, 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 and really getting nothing done. And I know um, you've felt that too, at points in your life. And my business coach recommended this book called Do Less by Kate Northrup. And I thought, oh my gosh, just that title, Do Less, is triggering me. How can I do less? I need to be doing more. Um, so anyway, I, I gave it a shot. My business coach recommended it to me. So I started reading and it was this mind-blowing concept that your productivity can be based on the phases of your period and the phases of the moon. And at first I thought, this is so crazy. But the more I read and the more I implemented, I realized that there is something to this. And I thought, wow, I need to learn more about this because if I had known about this concept when I was just starting in university, just starting off in life, this this concept would have changed the trajectory of my life. And I have a 16-year-old daughter at the time, or 15, she was 15 at the time. And I thought, I need to learn more about this to give her this upper hand. So just to give you a quick summary, all of our calendars are based on a 24-hour time cycle. So the way that you schedule your day or the way that the workday is structured, it's based on, let's just say you wake up, you check your emails by eight, you're at work, you work to five or six and all the things in between that you schedule on um, on an hourly basis is based on a 24-hour time clock. So this is how male hormones cycle. They replenish and renew every 24 hours. So they have, men have a burst of energy in the morning. They have, so this is why, you know, they work out in the morning. They get a lot of things done before noon. And then they start to kind of teeter off by the end of the day. But this is how we've been functioning for a very long time on this circadian rhythm. 
Now, females also have a second clock called the infradian rhythm, and this is when their hormones cycle every 28 days, give or take a few days. Now, the concept is that you can base the way that you eat, the way that you exercise, and the activities that you schedule in your calendar based on the cycles of your period. And essentially, it's that you harness your strengths and you play to your strengths at certain times of the month based on how you're cycling so that you can become more productive. Now, okay, if you haven't heard this before, I'm sure your mind is blown at this time. And what really stuck out to me was the ovulation stage. When your body is ovulating, you are naturally magnetic. And you know this, you've seen this, there is um, that time in the month that you just feel on fire. You are just naturally magnetic. And for example, this is your most communicative stage of your cycle. So you would schedule video on this day if you, if your business um, needs video production, this is the week that you would schedule all the times that you would be forward facing. Or if you have a podcast, this is when you would schedule your interviews. Or if you have meetings and you need to be in front of people or you're a speaker during this week, if possible, is the best time to schedule these meetings. And then it just kind of goes on a little bit more. I will link up the books that I've read if you want to take a deeper dive. But today, this is just an intro to how this hormone research rabbit hole started for me. So the more I researched about cycles, menstruation periods, um, I started to see a trend happening in some of these books that women are most valuable between 21 and 35. These are our reproductive years or these are our prime reproductive years, sorry. And, you know, life is hunky-dory during this time. You have a lot of collagen in your body. Everything's great. Your hair is great. Your teeth are beautiful. This is like the prime of your life. And then around 35, you enter what is called perimenopause, which are the 8 to 10 years that lead up to your big change, the big M. <laughs> but the more I read... It was like this gap, this huge gap that, you know, you're gorgeous from 21 to 35. All things are, all all ships are moving in the right direction. And then at 35, hormonally, things start to shift a little bit. And then by your mid-40s to early 50s, all this shit happens. And then you enter your golden years and you're a grandma. Now, I'm not loving this because I'm in my mid-40s and I just thought this gap. I am still vibrant. I run a business. I look pretty good. I take care of myself. I didn't like that, you know, my to be told that I'm winding down and you might be noticing brain fog and you might be noticing this. It was just a list of things that from mid-40, mid-40s, I think the average age was like 43, from 43 to 51, it's pretty much doomsday, and then you're a grandma. So I reached out to some of these authors, and I wanted to deep dive into this perimenopausal period a little bit more, and they weren't willing to talk to me. I'm not sure if it's because they completely skipped over this this age group in their books, but I really needed to find some more information because this is where I am, and I'm sure this is where you are. So what did I do? I headed to Clubhouse and I thought, you know, there's got to be someone 
in some of these rooms that are experts on perimenopause and that can address this age group that really seem to be ignored. And I found my guest today. My guest today is Marianne Stewart. Marianne is the author of Manage Your Menopause Naturally. She's a world-renowned healthcare expert helping tens of thousands of women around the world overcome PMS and menopause naturally. In 2018, she was awarded the British Empire Medal and was recognized as one of the 50 most inspirational women in the UK. So I was so excited to find Marianne. It was like we were supposed to meet. We talk about PMS. Did you know that PMS symptoms can be avoided? No bloating, no mood swings. Naturally, we deep dive into perimenopause and some of the symptoms that you may be experiencing that you don't need to experience. Um, we also talk about sex, which is new for the Align and Hustle podcast, but it's an important conversation that I think every woman on this planet, whether you are 35, whether you are 25, whether you are 45, or in your 50s and beyond, this is a conversation that you really need to hear. So without further ado, here is my period piece with Marianne Stewart. It is so nice to see you, Marianne. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat oh, with me today. My pleasure. It's lovely to be with you. And lovely uh, to see you as no, well. <laughs> I know, because mm -hmm. when we met, it was on Clubhouse and I saw your little um, headshot, but I didn't actually get the chance to speak with you face to face. And I'm so grateful for you um, taking the time for us today. Because like I was saying in the little conversation we had beforehand, that um, it seemed like the universe was aligned. I, I am not on Clubhouse, rarely am on Clubhouse. And when I jumped on, it was to look for a chat on menopause and hormones. I jump on this uh, conversation and there you are just with this wealth of knowledge. And I'm so grateful that uh, you agreed to come on the show. Don't you just love the universe? It just works <laughs> in such amazing ways, doesn't it? And I love Clubhouse because I'm, I don't get time to spend that much time there, but it's you just meet it's serendipity you can just meet the most amazing people and you meet you seem to meet the people you need to meet when you need to meet them and I think that's wonderful for my audience that might not know who you are could you just give us a little bit of a background on who you are and how you came to be this expert in this realm of course, yes. So it started many years ago for me by accident. And I was married to a doctor at the time, uh, who, with three other doctors in England, was setting up the British Society for Nutritional Medicine. And I was on maternity leave after having our second baby. And they gave me 10,000 medical papers to sort into conditions because they didn't think I had much to do. So I was <laughs> knee deep in all this paper. And um, I found 200 papers on PMS premenstrual syndrome. And so I put together a program based on those papers for my husband's medical practice mm -hmm. and trained his nurse. And before I knew it, we had people coming from all over the country for help with PMS. One of them was a journalist who wrote about it. And that got picked up from a local newspaper by Cosmo and all sorts of other magazines and newspapers. And then I was kind of dragged pretty much screaming onto breakfast television because I was very shy in those days. And I could literally hear my heart thumping in my ears 
but it just became because there was there were waiting lists for women who were suicidal, violent, and aggressive. Waiting lists of six months to a year at the time, and women were really not getting any help. And so eventually our program that we got up and running was helping 94% of women to be completely symptom free within the space of four months, which was amazing seeing the women having this incredible transition and absolutely no symptoms whatsoever. And then in the early nineties, there were medical papers published on the natural approach to menopause, where they showed that they could bring about similar changes in women's bodies using natural things than they could if they were taking hormone replacement therapy. So mm. that was when I decided to tweak our program and turn it into a menopause program as well. And that carried on on a one-to-one -one basis for many years. And then at the end of 2016, I got brave enough to make some films on my phone because I had done lots of TV by then. I'd had my own TV show for three and a half years. I'd written, well, this is my 28th book, although it's my first American book. And um, I found that I was just having, after I made the four films on my phone and a million women saw the films within the space of 12 weeks, I was completely inundated with needless suffering. And I felt that I needed to do something for groups of women rather than individuals in my clinic. And so that was when I decided to take all the science from my five month program which was helping over 90% of women be symptom-free and turn it into six bite-sized modules so I could teach women online how to manage their menopause naturally. And so that's where this all started. And then we have developed that into a sort of app. So it's um, now it runs from your phone and any device and you can get all your course material. And then it occurred to me, well, really I need a manual. So that's how the book came about. And so now people can access the information. I, I tend to specialize in bringing the research, the world literature together and put it in usable form. And that's been the basis of most of my books over the years so that women can, because we're born with millions of eggs as, as baby girls, but we have no roadmap. Do you know, no one gives us a manual to tell us how, how to manage anything. So maybe our, maybe our mums tell us about our periods, but the rest is a complete mystery. And our surveys, we've surveyed thousands and thousands of women. In the last survey we did on 1,100 women, we found that 96% of them said they were taken by surprise by their perimenopause or menopause. Most of them had, didn't even know what perimenopause was. That's the eight years leading up to the menopause when you've got changes in your body. And two thirds of the women said they felt robbed of life as they knew it. Mm, that's Just amazing. not good. And the Mayo that's Clinic amazing. survey that was published in 2019 on doctors and gynecologists showed that only 7% of them feel adequately educated to help women going through menopause, which even I found shocking. It's just not, it's just not right. I've, so I've read a little bit about, because I'm getting up there. So I was thinking, even though I'm not seeing some of these symptoms that I would, that are deemed normal menopause signs, like the night sweats, the hot flashes, I'm assuming that I'm entering these years, but it's interesting what you said. There's a couple of things I want to unpack what you, what you said there about first PMS being raised um, in North America, you are just, you assume that bloating, back pain, um, uncomfortable periods, heavy periods, this is all just part of PMS and this is normal. Can you address mm -hmm. that? Because my daughter oh. right now is just, I don't know if she's going to like me saying this, but <laughs> 
she's just starting her cycle. She was a dancer for a really long time. So she's a little bit late. And so she's just starting, but I don't know how to help her with this because I'm noticing mood swings and we're doing a little bit, she just became vegan and dietary changes and I'm noticing things, but I don't know how to help her through this because at first in my mind, I just thought, well, this is just normal PMS. But the more I read, PMS is not normal. Women with PMS have very often got low levels of magnesium, B vitamins, iron, zinc, essential fatty acids, vitamin D, and all of those deficiencies affect your brain chemistry and your hormone function. So diet is very important. You need to get your nutrients back into an optimum range. Exercise is important because obviously she's a dancer, so she's exercising. But for anybody who isn't, they need to It's interesting she stopped exercising. So during this COVID um, lockdown, she has not been exercising. And she went from being this happy teen to the person I don't recognize. Well, so many reasons for that. So the the dancing would have helped to release endorphins Mm -hmm. and make her feel good. So obviously when you've been an exerciser and you're not exercising, then that's a a big downer. Mm -hmm. And also in COVID, a lot of people got high cortisol, the stress hormone, Mm -hmm. and that can really mess with your brain. It can give you anxiety and brain fog and depression and insomnia, all sorts of symptoms. So it's really, it's, I describe my program a bit like a 5,000 mile service. So we just need to look at every aspect of what's going on put it right really so that people have a proper refuel this particular book's not for pms this one's called manage your menopause naturally and this Mm -hmm. one is for women from um probably from their early 40s okay and maybe even a bit younger if they want to prevent things because our bone mass reaches its peak at the age of 35 Mm -hmm. and it's then kind of we're going on a slow downward spiral and the ovaries eventually stop producing estrogen and our eggs literally dry up. So we have empty estrogen receptors. So not only do we have nutritional deficiencies that we've had in our younger years that get worse as we get older, making it very difficult for us to function normally and sending us into what I call economy mode. So we're firing on two cylinders instead of four, Mm -hmm. but then you've got the added whammy of having empty estrogen receptor sites and the brain just doesn't get it because 50, well, 100 years or so ago, 50 was the age we aspired to live to. Mm -hmm. And so now when 40 something represents halfway for so many of us, we've got all those extra years and we've got to make sure that we're meeting our needs so that our body can keep go the distance and just keep in good shape. Otherwise, not only do you get symptoms at perimenopause and menopause, but also you're then after menopause, which is only one day, it's the anniversary of your last period, you're postmenopausal for the rest of your life. And at that point, you're much more predisposed to things like osteoporosis, the bone thinning disease. So you make less new bone and you lose more than you make each year from that point. And you're more prone to things like heart disease and dementia as well. So you can prevent all of that if you know how to meet your needs. And so that's why it's so important for women to understand how to have this midlife refuel. And that's what I love about your book, because you're doing it the natural way. It's not with with drugs. It's not. But the interesting thing to me is the perimenopause. It's not the it's not what you expect. Like some of those case studies that you gave in your book. And this is how I've been feeling where I'll leave my driveway and I'll have to circle around the block because I can't remember if I closed the garage door 
or like this brain fog will come or these achy joints will happen and this mental fog and the maybe a little bit more of a mood swing or um, headache, like fatigue. I never associated those symptoms with perimenopause. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, most women don't. And in fact, Julie, who works in my team, when when I interviewed her, she didn't tell me that she had brain fog and insomnia. She hadn't. She had no clue that that was anything to do with menopause. She hadn't slept for more than two hours in a stretch for years, and it, these symptoms just disappear when you have the midlife refuel. Because what's happening is your body is it's just grinding along, and you're running on empty, and it's impossible to feel well at that point. And you sometimes do feel achy and all before your time. The brain fog's made even worse by high cortisol during COVID because that fries your brain as well. So you can get worse brain fog, worse anxiety on top of everything else. And so it can make you feel like you're really not just under the weather, but you're almost like a different person. And that life as you knew it has passed you by. The awful thing is that women buy into that and they think that's what life's got in store for them. They don't know that they can do a U-turn and reclaim their well-being and feel better than they can remember because no one is teaching them about that ever. This is why I'm so glad that I found you because some of the books that I'm reading, they talk about your reproductive years and then they just jump to your golden years and they skip this whole section. And I've reached out to some of those authors and I'm, and I would say, you know, you missed a whole 10 year period here that women need to understand how to address. And you're jumping from, this is the prime of your life, your reproductive stage, all these things that you can look forward to. And then you're just old. And I thought this is unfair. So when I met you, (laughs) when I met you and I, and I've been reading your book, I thought, Hallelujah, like the gates of heaven have opened. Finally, someone who is addressing the needs of this woman from 35 to 55 that still has, wants to be vibrant, wants to go into those golden years, looking forward to the rest of their life, not dreading it. Yeah, and also the golden years aren't really golden if you're feeling terrible. Exactly. You know, you can't, you've got all this wisdom, but if you're curled up in a ball, as so many women I meet are, and they can't function either physically or mentally, then what's the point of having all the extra years? The idea is learn to meet your needs as soon as possible. And in fact, I found from my PMS patients over the years, because they learn to meet their needs and they manage their PMS, when they get a bit older and they go to perimenopause and menopause, we're just having to tweak their recommendations because they're not going down, they're not having massive symptoms because they're mainly doing the right things. Obviously, at each life stage, there's something else to be done. So with menopause, perimenopause and menopause, you've got the empty estrogen receptors and you need to fill those. So that's different for women with PMS. But it's just so much easier if you've been learning how to keep yourself in good shape before you get to this big black hole of menopause. Because once you go down the tubes and you're feeling so bad, and we know that some women feel they've got dementia, they get taken to hospital by ambulance to the emergency room because they think they're having a heart attack and it's to do with panic attacks and palpitations associated with menopause. They they can feel so depressed that they end up on antidepressants because they get misdiagnosed 
when it's really, again, they're just running on empty. So all of these things, you know, and in our surveys, we found that the last survey, 37% of the women were actually prescribed antidepressants by their doctor. And 84% of them didn't feel that was appropriate because they didn't have clinical depression because the doctors aren't educated and the there isn't a, a place where they can go and get sound science-based information. There's Dr. Google, but it's full of very average information. And some of it is promoting su supplements, for example, that don't even contain what they say on the label. So the whole thing's the minefield, which is why I like to put the books together because I bring all the research. And so everything we do on the program is research-based, it's effective and safe, and it's something that women can do feeling confident that they're going to get a great result. Can we talk about um, alcohol and the effects of alcohol on your hormones? Because, you know, I have to admit, I've gone back to some bad habits since this last lockdown. And I've been having a couple extra glasses of wine with my dinner. And I'm noticing that those are the nights that I'm sweating. Is there a correlation yeah. between, and I'm not as calm. It's, it doesn't seem to calm me like it used to. I used to have a, a glass of wine to unwind, but now I find it's making me more foggy and anxious the next day. Is there, is there any? Yes, there is. So um, what's happening is as you go through the stage, you're very sensitive because you've got low levels of nutrients and alcohol locks onto most nutrients and stops them from being bioavailable. And so you're taking the nutrients and making things worse, nutritionally speaking. The other thing is that alcohol brings on the flushes because you're so thermally sensitive as well because you've got low levels of nutrients, you've got empty estrogen receptor sites. Even the tiniest bit of wine or alcohol of any description can bring on a flush. And so just in the beginning, we're just taking, advising women to cut the alcohol right down to maybe not more than a couple of units a week while you're going through this time and maybe not having any. I, I remember when I was going through mine, I used to put soy milk in a wine glass, just call it the white stuff, because even if I sniffed wine, I got a hot flush. I mean, not now. You can, you know, once you get over it, it's not a life sentence. Once you've got yourself, you've had this wonderful midlife refuel and got yourself back into good shape, you can go back to having the wine and so on without having the flushes. But it's really important to take some time out, probably three or four months, to learn how to get yourself back in good shape or get some help if you need it to get yourself and have this midlife refuel so that you can then move on to the next chapter in your life completely symptom-free, feeling really well, and you know how to manage your health in the long term. And that is a lesson of a lifetime. It will last you for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Is there an age, is there an age uh, range that perimenopause usually sets in or is it different for everyone? It is different for everyone. The, the menopause comes to you usually at a similar time to when it came to your mom. So if your mother went into an early menopause, it's likely you will too, and vice versa. Some people, obviously their mom had a hysterectomy, so they don't know how old they were when that happened. And you know, if you've got sisters, then you may cycle at the same time as your sisters. But essentially perimenopause is eight years or thereabouts leading up to your menopause. 
the average age of menopause is 51. So, and I say average because it happens at different times to different women. And as I said, it's one day, it's the anniversary of your last period and that's it. And then you're postmenopausal for the rest of your life. So very many women are perimenopausal by the time they get into their forties, their early forties. And then you can get, if you have PMS, it can feel like you've got PMS for more days a month. It can be more severe. And then it feels like it's PMS all the time. Mm. And then obviously your periods stop or they become erratic. Maybe they become heavy and then you can get iron deficient and that can make you feel you've got even more brain fog and anxiety. So it's really a question of getting yourself into good shape so that you can turn off your PMS symptoms and then get ready for menopause so that you're filling the receptor sites every day, little and often, because they don't don't stay full for very long. So before your menopause, you had estradiol circulating around, which is your body's estrogen. If you look under the microscope and you've got mother nature's estrogen and estradiol, you'll see that they almost look identical, not completely identical, but so much so that you can fool your brain into thinking you've got normal circulating estrogen again. And those, and it's important to fill the receptor sites because otherwise when they're empty, it, they'll hunt around for environmental estrogen which comes in plastic and pollution and pesticides, and that's really harmful and it can cause an increased risk of breast cancer. So you want to keep those environmental estrogens out and you want mother nature's estrogen in, and you want to do that little and often throughout the day and the evening so that you keep fooling your brain and then the flashes disappear if you've got them, the night sweats, the anxiety and mood swings and depression disappears, aches and pains go, and you get much more energy and you just feel women say that they feel better than they can remember because we go downhill so slowly we don't notice we're going down there and usually if you're anything like me and women I meet we do everything for everybody else and we are bottom of our own priority list so it's not until we really start to feel bad that we hunt around for a solution and at that point we're really far down and climbing back up again happens over a few months and they come back to feeling better than they can in than they can remember in living memory, and it is a surprise, a great, a, a very pleasant surprise, I have to add. Um, we made. I talk about some case stories in the book, and those are stories told by the women themselves. And in fact, on my website, we've got a five-minute film that we made with eight of the women that went through my program. One of them is a professor. Uh, her name is Joe Brewis, and she was one of the authors of the government in the workplace report in the UK. And I met her at a menopause conference. And this was, um, she was an expert in this area, but she confided in me saying that she thought she had early Alzheimer's. She couldn't remember her friends or her colleagues' names that she'd worked with for years. She lost track mid-sentence, which was really embarrassing because she was supposed to be an expert in her field. And she was really thinking of leaving the workplace. She also got acne on her face for the first time in her life. She had constipation, uh, depression, and fatigue. And so I said, come on our program and let's see what happens. And she did. And within a couple of months, I can't remember exactly how long it was, all her symptoms disappeared completely. Her skin cleared up. Her bowel was functioning normally. She had energy. Her, her cognitive function returned. And instead of leaving the workplace, she's now been made head of department at her university. So those are the kind of stories we hear. And I think... These days when the world is in such chaos and wise women are so needed to step up 
and help to turn things around. We don't want them all curling up in a ball or bombing out the workplace because they can't function. It's so important that they learn how to meet their needs. And so in the workplace, we're looking at delivering services and encouraging people to take away the stigma because there is a lot of stigma with the M word and women feel ashamed and embarrassed, but for them to just think, okay, I'm in my forties, I'm entitled to a midlife refuel and I can go a bit like a racing car in Formula One. It goes off the track into the pit, gets everything twiddled with and sorted <laughs> and then back in the fast lane to the charge. That's essentially what happens when you have your midlife refuel. And that's why I love your book as well, because you're looking at it as this is the middle of your life. Menopause is not, and perimenopause and menopause is not the end of your life. And I think a lot of women feel that their life is over at, at this, like emotionally, they, there's a stigma as well, isn't there? Yeah. So we did a survey on uh, 800 women, a relationship survey, and we found that 70% of them felt switched off below the waist. So they couldn't have an orgasm. They didn't feel sexy. Half of them or more than half of them have vaginal dryness. And women buy it. You can understand they buy into it and they think that part of their life is over because no one is telling them that you can have a refuel. And you're not as attractive if you're no longer because that ovulation stage is that communication stage, that sexy stage where you feel like you have this power. And if you're no longer in a cycle, you feel like you'll lose that and you'll lose your femininity, you'll lose your attractiveness. That's at least that's how I felt about it. But you should be able to feel attractive every day. That's the point. I think a lot of women going into menopause and especially with COVID in the air with with high levels of cortisol, we gain fat around the middle, we gain belly fat, we put weight on, we can't do our clothes up. And it that doesn't feel sexy. And then when you can't sleep properly, and you're hot when someone touches you, And if you feel switched off because you're in economy mode, which is what inevitably happens, is you can't respond either. And that's really scary. And so relationships break down because we did a survey on men as well. They they feel rejected. They feel frustrated. They're scared. They don't recognize the person that they're living with because it's just it's like living. It's like the person has been possessed by an alien. Mm-hmm. And it's just awful. The women can't talk about it either because they're too scared. And no one is telling them that it's actually okay. This is what is going to happen to you if you haven't learned to meet your needs. By the time you get to this life stage, you just need to learn how to have a midlife refuel. And the, ho- and the factory lights go back on again. All the cells that made the mucus in your vagina and made you feel sexy and gave you clarity of mind and gave you lots of energy and all of that, they're all, it's all back in production. And you can get back to feeling really well again. And you it almost ageless. You, it's like turning back your biological clock. So instead of feeling 90 before your time, you're suddenly feeling younger than you actually are. And the research also shows that consuming Mother Nature's estrogen can reduce the depths of wrinkles on your skin. So it has a, and it makes your hair grow nicely and so shine. No more Botox, no more need for the. <laughs> <laughs> your nails get strong again. You know, it's just, it's like a whole, it, it's just the difference between night and day. Well, I wanted to address that too. I wanted to talk about sex a little bit there. Cause I, a lot of fa- like people, a lot of women at this age, they are still working. Um, a lot of my uh, audience run their own businesses. And it's busy and they have children at home. So 
I just naturally assumed that this was just natural. I was doing my thing. My husband's doing his thing. This is just, we're very busy and we're just not connecting as often. And eventually that will change when the kids move out and there'll be more time. And there's all these excuses that we make, but I re- but I just, it, I just felt like it's just gone. Yeah. Well, I think that you saying that is probably going to resonate with a lot of other women. And I think that we, not only do we need to have this midlife refuel, we need to get the communication going again with our partners. And we need to be reminding ourselves of all the sexy times before. We need to have date nights. And even if the kids are at home and if, even if we're locked down, we can still create a date night and we can get the massage oil out and the candles and the music and make it a good time again. And if you're feeling switched off, then you just need to explain or give your partner my book or whatever so they can <laughs> understand. Because my we did the is- seven languages of love together, so we can do this one together too. Exactly. It is. It's like a love language in, in, in the fact that if you're on the same page and you know this is a transition and that you can get through it together, the men love to help support their women. And in fact, we've made a few little films and we've got a download to help men know how to support their women as they're going through this life stage. Because it is, it's lonely when you do it by yourself. And if you're scared as well, that's not gonna do much for you because it's gonna make your cortisol even higher, which means that it's gonna be harder for you to come back. So having good communication again, and just making it okay for him to nurture you, even if you've been the strong one and you know, you've been organizing everything, maybe delegate some things at this stage, get your family on board, helping you to get through it and get through it as a team. And you'll come out the end of it so much happier and so much stronger for doing that. I think that's such great advice because women, a lot of women I know, we just don't wanna ask for help. We always think, you know, it won't get done the right way unless I do it or, and we don't delegate and we have to really take into account that this is an important stage of life that needs to be addressed so that the rest of your life can just be so much more fulfilling. Yes. And also, I think rather than having the family estranged because they think you're a bit weird or wacky because you're going through this life stage, it's just a lack of knowledge. But the thing is, there is so much information. So I've got the research in the book. I've got this big research section at the back, but I try and thread the research through the chapters in very easy to understand language. So people can have those aha moments when they realize I'm not crazy after all. You know, this is not a life sentence and I'm not going to go only one way downhill that I can really come back again and have it all. Because when you get to midlife and your kids are a bit older and maybe you've got a bit more financial, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're better off financially, you can have a bit more leisure time. The last thing you're gonna want at that point is to not be able to have a good physical relationship with your partner, ideally. You want to be able to enjoy, enjoy your leisure years together. And so having that togetherness is really important and getting yourself fit to thrive is really important as far as I'm concerned. What if people, what if women don't follow these steps that you've outlined? Like what, what is that, does it get to a point where it's too late to recoup yourself? 
Well, I think you're at a crossroads when you get to perimenopause and menopause, and you're either going to do nothing and go downhill, as you inevitably will, or you're going to learn to manage your needs, your body. You're going to do it yourself with my book, or you can get some help if you're suffering severely um, and go on something like my six-week course, which is, you know, you get a program written for you, whereas when you're doing it yourself with the book, I've given you all the tools in the book to actually write your own program. Mm -hmm. um, and then you get the benefit, you know, 40 or 50 now, when you think about years ago, women did look like old ladies in their 50s, but now we're, we're vibrant, we're energetic, ideally. We've got still a lot to offer the world. Um, and yesterday I was on a call and somebody said that her grandmother is 96 years old and she still gets up in the morning and gets dressed in lovely clothes and she puts makeup on and has her hair done and you know she's looking for social um, events and things to do even in at 96 so you know that was I thought that was hugely inspirational so you know we're here for a long time now we need to make sure that we can enjoy those bonus years and put them to good use I think that's so important I certainly wouldn't choose the road that goes downhill and I don't know many women who would no, I'm just, I was just wondering if I could give this book to say my mother or my mother-in-law, they're already in their seventies. Is that, would it still be? It no, because that's fine. Because what I did was the first part of the book is the six week course. So that's teaching women how to meet their needs. And it doesn't matter how old you are. You still need to do that. You still need to have a, re a refuel. And then after that, I've, the second part of the book is all about how do you protect your heart, your bones, your memory. They're all the things that affect you when you're postmenopausal. And then in the end section, I've got the diet, the meal plans, the shopping lists, you know, the menus and all of that stuff. Well, anyone can use those because they're nutrient dense and they're full of Mother Nature's estrogen. So it doesn't matter. I think it's a bonus to have, even if you are a bit older, it's a bonus to have the information at any time in your life. So let's talk about that mother. So let's talk a little bit about your program. I will link up all of your, your website, the, um, the different platforms that you're on and links to the book. It's not available yet, though. It's No, no the book's out. It's oh, been it's out. out now. Okay. Yeah, it's been out for five months. So and I'm still doing amazing. I'm still doing interviews. I've got TV again on Monday. I'm doing a big NBC show next Monday. And I've been asked to, um, we're just doing an outline for a 10-part TV series on menopause as oh, well. So it's, it's because you're fabulous, Marian. It's like <laughs> everyone who, who comes in contact with you just wants more of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt when I first met you. Um, so We started this year in January, um, the Midlife Refuel Club. Mm -hmm. So that's where people can come and get tons of self-help information. It's completely free. And uh, there's all sorts of stuff in there, depending on which stage you're at. Um, you can just use that. And then I do a live session every week. People can come and meet me, get the questions answered. I have guest experts some weeks. And um, last week we did decluttering. And we, you know, we've, we've got um, pelvic floor coming up with another oh, expert. I want, I want to get on that because um, I had a client that was a little bit younger, a few, maybe a decade younger than I am. And she knew all about pelvic floor after she gave birth to her baby. I know nothing. It was just right. not a thing when I was having my children. 
No, it's really, really important to um, keep your pelvic floor in good shape. Again, we're living so much longer. And if the, if you have a prolapse or if your pelvic floor isn't in good shape, it's not going to support all the organs and you'll have lots of different problems that can be prevented. Mm-hmm. So we've got all sorts of different experts on mindset and different things. So it's a, it's a good place to hang out and it's a great community. And we're having lots of fun doing that. So there are there's no excuse for not taking some action, being proactive, because there's plenty of opportunity now to plug into well-researched information. Well, I will link all of that in the episode show notes so that everyone that's listening can get in touch with you if they would like to work with you further and and get their hands on your book. But before we wrap up, because I know you're pressed for time because you're so popular these (laughs) days and and well-deserved, I just wanted, could you share a few of the ways that we can add Mother Nature's estrogen back into our, our diets? Where can we find? Yes, the, the, um, the foods that are richest in those are soy products and ideally to take organic soy products so they're not genetically modified. Mm-hmm. So things like soy milk, yogurt, edamame beans, soy nuts, tofu, that kind of thing. And flax seeds, golden flax seeds, again, organic, it's better. And you can either have those whole or milled. And you need to take some naturally occurring estrogen into your body. But I have to say that my program is not, uh, and you'll see if you read the book, I encourage people to look at it and not think it's a magic wand or a magic pill, because I describe my program a bit like a pie with lots of different segments in it. And you have to take a bite of each. So it's about learning to get your nutrients in an optimum range. It's learning how to fill the receptor sites naturally with Mother Nature's estrogen. Which supplements do you need to take for your symptom set that have been through properly conducted clinical trial that are going to be safe and effective for you? Doing some relaxation to help rewire your brain and turn off the flushes and also some exercise to speed up your metabolism, burn up the fat, oxygenate your brain and release endorphins to make you feel good so lots of different things to be done however having said that Rome wasn't built in a day so you don't have to do everything all in one day I just got tired not too scary after you went through that list I was so I got tired a little bit I thought oh my gosh there's so much work to do but it's so worth it and I am again so grateful that uh, you took the time to be with me today and discuss this because I think it's a very important conversation for all women. Like we said, we're just not educated on what PM, I know this book doesn't deal with PMS, but I'm going to be get, looking at some of your other works um, from PMS to perimenopause to menopause. It's not, it's not your end ticket. It's your beginning stage to a next evolution of, of your life. And it's, I'm just so, thankful that I, I, the universe aligned us together. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm grateful too, because I love having the opportunity to give women hope because that's what it is. You know, they don't have to regard it as the end of life as they knew it. And a survey I did in my Facebook group not so long ago, they resoundingly said that they thought that the best years of their life had passed them by. And mm. that's far from true. Mm. It could be the whole, it's turning the page to a whole new rich and enjoyable chapter in your life if you've got your health thank you so much Marianne. well beauty that's a wrap thanks so much for listening to today's show if you have a second please rate review and hit subscribe don't forget to share align and hustle with a friend 
For more information, be sure to check out the podcast page at www.kathyspence.com slash podcast. I hope to see you here again next Tuesday. Talk soon.